our special guest today uh, is Marcos Witt, and he really doesn't need any introduction, but I, I will give him one. He was one of my dad's best friends in the whole world, and about nine years ago, close to nine years ago, my dad passed away, and Marcos just became uh, a friend to me like he was to my dad, but even in a more mentoring type of role, and also Sam Walker, who is here as well, and his wife, Beverly. Sam, why don't you stand and just give everyone a wave. Sam also has grown a beard in 2020, so, you know, he is, he was my inspiration. Uh, but, but in all seriousness, uh, these two men really uh, put their arms around a, a broken guy, me. And they've just loved me and cared for me and just been a phenomenal, phenomenal blessing to me in my life. And I wouldn't even be standing today if, if it weren't for them and Marcos and, and the investment that they've made into my life as well. And so, of course, tonight we're celebrating uh, a, a big thing tonight in Fredericksburg. My brother is being installed there as the pastor, Michael Bell, and they've also sown into Michael's life as well. And, and so they're here to, to celebrate with us and to to pray over them, and it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time tonight in Fredericksburg, and if you can join us, we'd love to have you. Uh, the building's not quite as big as this one, and so there probably won't be any social distancing going on, just FYI, I just need to put that out there, so I, I, it is an hour drive, I, I want you to know that, uh, you know, when you get up there, it's, it's going to be... Um, it's going to be no social distancing. So just FYI on that. I want you to know what to expect. But we're going to have a wonderful time up there tonight at 5 o'clock, and I hope that you can come and join us for that. And so without any further ado, let's just welcome Marcos Witt this morning. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Good morning. Aren't you glad to be alive? Think of the alternative. <laughs> you know, there's a couple of things that happened this morning already that kind of made me nervous, you know. I was getting ready because Pastor Matt asked me to do a couple of songs. So I thought, awesome, what a better place than Destiny Church to do one of the songs that I sing all over Latin America called Yo Te Busco. Yeah. I got beat to the punch. Yeah. So they started singing, Lord, I seek you. I turned to Pastor Matt and I said, well, there goes my song. <laughs> and, and then I saw Sam Walker. Do you know that this is one of the best preachers around? And when they ask somebody to preach in front of a great preacher, preachers get nervous. <laughs> Samson there makes me nervous. <laughs> but I'm going to push through. Because I got a word. So this morning, when, I, when we drove onto the campus, you know, there's just so much history involved in this house and my family, literally my grandparents and great-grandparents, as well as Pastor Matt's. I mean, they all, we go that far back. So when I walk onto this campus, it's just this sense of legacy and of, of steadfastness and, and of endurance. I mean, you just have to look at Wayne Beatles to know endurance is a part of this house. Come on, somebody. I hope I can be as good looking as Brother Wayne 
when I'm his age. I, I thought I'd get a better amen out of that one right there. You know? I mean, permanence, faithfulness. Oh, there's a song I can do. Actually. Oh, let's see here. Father, in Jesus' name, give me wisdom, discernment. Oh, look at that. It just happened by itself. <laughs> Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning in thee. Thou changest not thy compassion, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. You want to sing it with me? Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see all I have needed thy hand provided great is thy faithfulness Lord unto me now let me hear you sing great is thy faithfulness Great is, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning, new mercies I see, all I have needed, thy faithfulness great is thy faithfulness great is thy faithfulness Lord unto I'm doing better. You see, Sam can't sing like that. And that just gives me joy. <laughs> Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 6. It's a great occasion in the Bible. I love this occasion. The people came together after years and years of not hearing the word of the Lord. And they came together 
And the prophet Ezra, for the first time, opened up the scriptures. Nehemiah 6, I'm sorry, 8, verse 6, it says, And Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, and all the people lifted their hands and responded, Amen. Amen. They, they, they said it twice. Then they bowed down and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. You know, after a long time of being in exile, the children of Israel finally were coming together and some great things were starting to happen and, and they, had, they hadn't heard the reading of the word of the Lord in a long, long time. And this is the first time the prophet Ezra, he opens up the word of God and reads it to the people. And they were so stirred that at the end of the reading, they lifted their hands to the sky and they said, amen. And amen. Folks, I don't know if you and I really understand how special it is that we live in a country where we can open the word of God every day with no problem. Do you know there are places on the earth today where people are prohibited from reading the word of God? And here we live in San Antonio, Texas. We can read the word of God all day, every day, as long as we like. Somebody should say, thank you, Lord, for that freedom. Thank you, Lord, for that freedom. No matter how kooky things get, and there's some kooky things going on. You don't have to say amen there. I just know it's a fact. There's some crazy stuff going on, but you and I still enjoy the privilege of coming together and reading the word of the Lord and spending time in his presence, and somebody should say amen about right there. So why do we say amen? And why is there this amen all over the scripture? Well, we say amen because it's a declaration of faith. It's a declaration of I agree. I agree with the word of the Lord. We say amen because we say let it be. Amen is one word that just means let it be so. It is this way. When, when, the, when the word of the Lord speaks, we should respond, amen, as in, it's true. I believe it. It is so. Let it be according to your word. So I'm about to say something, and I'm going to need an amen at the end of what I'm about to say. When God speaks, there is only one way to answer, and that is, thank you. There's only one response. When God has spoken, there's only one way to answer, and that is amen. You see, because amen is a word that shows the posture of our heart. It shows, I agree. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to be the kind of Christian who's known as an amen Christian. Because amen talks about Believing. The word of God is for those who believe. It's not for doubters. When God speaks, you don't throw your intellect into it. You don't throw your emotions into it. You don't throw your experience into it. You don't throw your ideas into it. You just say amen. Now, I know I'm talking to the, to the early crowd. 
Y'all sometimes a little quieter than normal people. And so this morning, even if you say amen in your heart, I'll take that. But I want you to be a Christian who knows how to say amen. So I'm going to talk to you this morning how to keep your amen in your mouth and in your heart. Because the devil wants to steal your amen. I'll say that again. The devil wants to steal your amen. He wants to take it out of your thoughts. He wants to take it out of your vocabulary. He wants to take it out of your heart. We're not going to let the devil get away with it this morning. We're going to be amen Christians. You know what? You know what kind of Christian an amen Christian is? Do you guys remember the young 15, 16-year-old girl in the New Testament? An angel shows up and says she's going to have a baby. Her name was Mary. Y'all remember Mary? If you're Hispanic, you know perfectly well who Mary is. <laughs> right? Can you imagine this angel showing up and telling this young girl, Mary, you're going to have a baby. Now, Mary had a boyfriend. His name was Joe. And Joe's off somewhere doing whatever he was doing. And the angel tells Mary, you're going to have a baby but this is going to come from the Holy Spirit. This, this baby isn't, this is a supernatural baby. It's coming from the Holy Spirit. Now, Mary's response is one of the reasons why God chose her. See, because if he had chose maybe somebody else, they might not have said amen. But Mary burdens herself with this amazing miracle and she says let it be to me according to your word let it be unto me that's an amen Christian I want to be known as an amen Christian now can you imagine when Mary went to tell Joe about the baby uh, Joe I got some news I'm expecting a baby Hmm. Can you imagine Joe, what he's thinking? You see, God knew who to choose. And if he if he'd cho chosen a, 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 a young Hispanic girl from Monterey, who knows what that girl would have responded? I don't know. I'm from the Norte de Mexico. I, I know that las Norteñas son tremendas. And if you don't speak Spanish, God bless you anyway. But I don't know if she would have said amen, right? But God chose Mary, because she knew how to say, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to bring this in for landing. God wants to choose somebody who will say amen. amen. I don't know if there's anybody over here who would say amen or somebody up in here in the middle or over on this side who would say amen, but God's looking for people who know how to say amen. Come on, give me a big one. So what are some of the things that the enemy uses to keep the amen out of our mouth? Well, number one, disappointment. Man, disappointments have a way of just kicking the amen right out of you. Now, I don't have to ask the questions because <laughs> everybody in here has had disappointments. And you don't even have to say amen there because I know you have. Here's the thing about disappointments. If you're not in a disappointment right now, don't worry about it. One's on the way. Because usually when it comes with disappointments, you're either coming right out of one or you're about to go right into another one. You see, Jesus said, in the world you will have disappointments. That's a promise. 
Do y'all remember that chorus we used to sing? Every promise in the book is mine. That's a promise. Now, how many of you have known that he's kept his promise on that one? In the world, you will have tribulations. It's not a matter of if or not. You will have disappointments. We've all had disappointments. And disappointments have a way of just knocking the air out of our amen and throwing us around. I'll tell you what, one thing you have to learn about disappointments is no matter what comes your way, I worship God because he's God, because he's worthy to be praised. I don't worship him based on how I feel or what I'm going through or what somebody said to me or what somebody put on my Twitter or on my Instagram. I worship God because he's worthy to be praise because he is the great God and everybody said and you guys are waking up this morning that was a great amen I worship God because he's worthy to be praised I don't worship him based on what I feel or what I'm going through you know disappointments don't have a way of letting you know they're coming they just happen a little over a year ago I was I was I was involved in a in a sporting accident, <coughs> I, broke my, I broke my arm, just the, the main bone that goes from here to here. Well, well I'll just come clean. I was, I was surfing in the ocean, and a wave took me and turned me around and, and broke my bone. And you want to know something? That was painful. I came out of the ocean. My, this arm is hanging and I, there's nothing I can do. I'm, t- I'm telling it to move and nothing's happening. I knew something was wrong. Well, I'll tell you something. That was a very painful experience. Went into the hospital. They replaced. I got a, I got a, a brand new rod in here and six pins and screws. And if you know my testimony, a couple years ago, I broke both of my ankles. I have 21 pins and screws in my feet. So I'm just adding to my collection. I'm literally the walking home depot. If you, if you want a screw, I got one right here. What size screw would you like to have? I got one right here. And, and this just added, and I tell you what, I, you, you ask yourself sometimes now, why did that happen? Let me tell you why it happened. You see, everything, the Lord says he works all things together for our good. Somebody's going to get excited today. Somebody's going to be glad you came to church this morning because everything works for your good. So along the way, during this recovery period, they did a CAT scan to check out some stuff that was going on here and discovered the arteries in my heart were blocked up big time. One of my arteries, which they call the widow maker, they call it the widow maker because you drop dead on sight. It doesn't give any warning. You have no pain, nothing. You just, boom, you just drop dead. That one was 97% blocked. Thanks to quesadillas, enchiladas, taquitos, tostadas, toda la vitamina T, tacos, tamales, tortas. 97% blockage in one. They found 62% blockage in the other one and 57% blockage in the third one. You know, we only have three major arteries going through our heart. And so from the three, I didn't, there was, we couldn't even make up one. 
Thank God I broke my arm. Doesn't that sound weird? Thank God I broke my arm. You know why? Because it was through that that I, I was able to have open heart surgery. And they told me that if I behave myself, I can live 40 more years. I'm the kind of Christian who wants to say amen to God's move in my life. So disappointments come, disappointments go. He's still seated on the throne. He's still God. Ladies and gentlemen, he has not abdicated. Jesus Christ is still King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Come on, help me out this morning. Great is the Lord. Say that out loud with me. Great is the Lord. And greatly to be praised. You see, that I don't praise him because he's good to me. I'm glad he's good to me. I don't praise him because he gives me stuff. I'm glad he gives me stuff. I praise him because he is worthy to be praised. So based on his worthiness, just lift a hand to the sky and say out loud, Lord, we worship you. We praise you. Lord, we know you're worthy. We realize your worthiness. Thank you, Jesus, that you are worthy to be praised. I give you my praise. And let the church say amen. amen. Number two. What was number one? Disappointments. The second thing the enemy uses to suck the amen out of you is your fears. Anybody? Don't raise your hand. We all have fears. You know, I, I did a study on fears. In fact, I wrote a book on fears, and I discovered there are over 500 documented phobias. People are afraid of everything from termites to mice to tarantulas to mothers-in-law. People are afraid of... I, no, that's a real one. It's, it's got a name. <laughs> I think it's mother-in-law phobia, something like that. I made that up. But people are afraid, and the enemy loves playing on your fear to suck the amen out of your life. I don't know if I'm going to make it till tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen with everything that's going on. I'm not sure. Que paso? What's going on? You know, people are afraid of so many things. When I was a young man, young boy, adolescent, I had a fear of rejection. Now, my fear of rejection stemmed from the fact that I discovered early on, well, I didn't, my mom did, discovered early on in life that I had a, a deficiency, a physical deficiency that made me wet my bed every single night. And man, did I know how to do that good. And I was wetting the bed as, 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 as early as I can remember. And, and my, I mean, my parents tried everything, bless them. They tried rewarding me. They tried disciplining me. They tried all kinds of stuff. The only thing my mom didn't try were some electric sheets she had read about. I'm really thankful to God. She, can you imagine? Who, come, he, who comes up with this stuff? Someone invented some sheets that you plug in, and when a bedwetter, the first drop hits the sheet, it's supposed to give him a little jolt of electricity to wake him up so he go finish his business in the bathroom. I thank God my mom never bought those sheets. I probably wouldn't be here today to tell you my testimony, right? But, I mean, my, my parents, they tried everything, and I walked around with this fear of rejection because, I, you know, I had... People would make fun of me, you know, cousins. What good are cousins? Just nothing but instruments of the devil. 
to just make your life miserable. Now, I'm glad I don't hear any amens out in the crowd, but I saw some of you say amen in your spirit. You're like, mm-hmm, he's right about that. They, they gave me, they gave me a, a nickname. They called me El Mejon. If, if translated, all the Hispanic people are laughing because that's, so in English, it's, I don't know what I do. I don't know. Just ask God to give you discernment. I don't know. And I and, and, and was made fun of. And, and the problem was, you know, it's one thing when you wet the bed and you're five or six or seven or whatever, but here I was turning 10, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. I was as tall as I am now, as good looking as I am now. Thank you very much. I wasn't as fat as I am now. But at 16, I was still wetting the bed. But something happened when I turned 15 years old. I started winning the battle over this fear of rejection. When I read in Ephesians that it says that I'm accepted in Christ, that God loves me just like I am, and he started telling me, I love you even with your wet bed. I love you even with your deficiency. I'm going to use you even with your deficiency. So even though I was still wetting the bed, something happened on the inside of me that said, God loves loves me just like I am. That fear started leaving. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy to announce to you today, I don't wet the bed anymore, but God still uses me. God's still raising me up. Come on, if you're going to clap, give me a clap. God is still on the throne and my heart says amen. The devil couldn't use the fears to kick the amen out of my life. In spite of my fears, I started saying things like, I can do all things through Christ. Who Say that out loud. I can do all things through Christ. And then I found out about Paul, the great apostle Paul. He had some kind of a deficiency. And he just called it his thorn in the flesh. I don't know. Theologians have been arguing about that thorn in the flesh for thousands of years. Who knows? Maybe he was a bedwetter. (laughs) I don't know. But it was something that bugged him enough that he had to write these words. It says, let your grace be sufficient unto me because your power is made perfect in my weakness. Somebody's going to get excited about this morning. You may be weak, but he's all powerful. You might not do all things, but he can do all things in you, in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. You see, be an amen kind of a Christian. One who says, I believe the word of God. I believe the word of God. So in spite of my disappointments and in spite of my fears, I'm going to believe the word of God. So based on that, lift a hand to the sky. Thank you, Lord, that in spite of my fears and my shortcomings, you're still in control of my life. Mm, Doesn't that sound good to say? Thank you. Say it again. Thank you, Lord. You're still in control. You're still in control of my life. And I will respond to you by saying, amen. Last of all, so the devil uses your disappointments. He uses your fears. Number three, he uses himself. You don't need to forget that we have an enemy. His name is the devil. He is not happy that you're here this morning. 
He's not happy with your spiritual progress. He's not, he didn't look at your Instagram and go, oh, look. Turned to one of his demon henchmen and said, oh, look, the Garcia family, they went to Destiny this morning. Isn't that great? Oh, look, Marco Sweat's preaching this morning. I love Marco Sweat. <laughs> Devil ain't. You said, Devil's checking out my Instagram? Yeah, you better be careful what you're posting. <laughs> He's not happy you're here this morning. He's only come, the Bible says in John 10, 10, the devil's come to kill, to steal, to destroy. The only thing he's trying to do is kill you, steal from you, destroy you. But that scripture also ends like this, but fear not. Somebody say amen. Fear not. I have come that you might have life and you could have it in abundance. Somebody needs a shout right there. Thank you, Jesus, for life in abundance. Thank you, Jesus, for life in abundance. Jesus looked at your Instagram this morning and said, man, I'm so proud of that. Look at that. They, they went to Destiny and, and Marco Switz preaching. One of my favorite preachers, Marco Switz, that guy. <laughs> Come on, use your imagination. You don't need to forget that the enemy's trying everything he can to block you. Have you ever found it to be true? Right about the time you make a decision that you're going to follow Christ, something happens. You decided to get up this morning, take a shower, and change your clothes and put some deodorant on. We hope you put deodorant on. If you didn't, please do the next time you come. And you drove over here, but on the way, something happened. You get in a fight, somebody cuts you off in traffic, stuff happens. You think that's all just by accident? The enemy's looking for any way he can to stop you. And the only way you're going to push through is by being an amen kind of a Christian. The kind of Christian says, I'm going to push through this. I'm going to push through this. I don't care what the devil's trying to do against me. I'm going to push through this. I'm going to say amen to the word of God. I'm going to say amen to the presence of God. I'm going to say amen to the spirit of God. And today you're here because you said amen. So congratulations on you. Keep pushing through. Keep pushing through. You need to start personalizing the scriptures that say, I can do all things. You need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I can do all things. I will do all things. I'm going to be more than a conqueror in Jesus' name. You know why? Because the Bible has promised he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Say that out loud with me. Greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. So you have the spirit of God living on the inside of you. Right about here is where we have our spirit. That's why some of us are more spiritual than others. They are... They asked me about my temple of the Holy Spirit. I was like, it's more of a cathedral of the Holy Spirit now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I want the Holy Spirit to have plenty of room to move around inside of me. Somebody say amen. 
I want the Holy Spirit to have freedom to live inside of me, to guide me, to lead me, to speak through me, to worship through me. Somebody's going to get excited and say amen this morning. I want the Holy Spirit living with me, living through me, living on top of me, living on inside of me. I want the Holy Spirit in my life and everything I do and everything I say. And the people said amen. And yeah, they said it twice. Let's try that again. And the people said, amen. amen. And amen. I want to be the kind of Christian who believes the word of God. Mark chapter 9, verse 23, it says, if you believe, all things are possible. If you believe. Oh, see, the scriptures are for people who believe, not for doubters. You, you hear people all the time, I don't believe that. Well, it's not for them. That's why they don't, they don't enjoy the spiritual dynamic. They don't, that's why they don't get answers. That's why they, they, they wander aimlessly in life because they, they don't believe. The scripture is for believers. Now, I know I'm looking at believers this morning. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Let me, <laughs> let me try that again. I said, I know I'm looking at believers this morning. That was the perfect amen occasion right there. I know I'm looking at believers this morning, Amen. right? Yeah. We believe. I believe. And I'm going to be a Christian who believes. So I'm going I'm to end my message by making a series of declarations. When I declare these, I want you to say amen at the end of each one of these. So I'm going to ask you to stand up because I'm, I'm done. You said, what, Pastor? That went really fast. That's what happens when preaching's good. It goes by real fast. <laughs> I want you to stand up, and I'm going to make some declarations. All right? Are y'all ready to receive these declarations? These are all declarations from the Word of God. And all I need you to do is at the end of them is shout me a great big amen. That's all I need you to do. To declare to yourself, to declare to the Spirit of God that you believe in this. And you know what? Just in passing, the enemy's going to hear it too, and you're going to put him on advice that you are a believer and not a doubter. You're going to put him on warning. You are a believer and not a doubter. This morning, he's going to lose territory in your heart. He's going to lose territory in your life. He's going to lose territory in your family. He's going to lose territory in your finances. He's going to lose territory in Jesus' powerful name. Are you ready for these declarations? Lift a hand to the sky. I declare that this 2021 is the year of God's favor in your family. I declare that you will live and not die. I declare health and healing in your family. I declare this is a year of new opportunities for you. I declare open doors in the favor of the Lord over your life. I declare that your children will be highly favored and blessed of God. I declare that you're going to get raises, bonuses, and inheritances. Amen. I declare that there will be peace in every one of your storms. I declare joy and happiness in your marriage and in your home. I declare that you're more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. I declare that you're the head and not the tail. You're above 
heaven, not beneath. I declare that greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. Now let's give Jesus a clap right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, we declare these powerful truths from your word over each one of these people, each one of their families, each one of their children. In Jesus' name. You know, John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believes, not doubts. You see, this is for believers. It's for whosoever believes. I want to be an amen kind of a Christian. There's a real simple song that says, Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. God has spoken. So let the church say amen. Sing that with me. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. God has spoken. So let the church say amen. One last time. Let the church the church say amen let the church say amen God has spoken so let the church say amen God has spoken So let the church say amen. Now some of you will remember this little chorus. I'll say yes, yes, yes. I'll say yes, yes. Yes, I'll say yes, Lord. I'll say yes, Lord. I'll say yes, yes, yes. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen, God.
has spoken. So let the church say amen. If you're standing next to a loved one or a friend or somebody you care about, just take them by the hand real quick. Let's pray for one another, you know, that God will increase our faith. Once we've heard a word like this, we walk out of this building, we should walk out with an amen in our spirit. Not just in our mouth, but in our spirit. Hey, David, would you mind come taking over <clears throat> the, 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 the keyboard? And I'm just wanna, I want to finish up with this prayer. It's great to see you, man. Thank you, Father. Lord, I just declare faith will rise up in every heart and every thought. Lord, I thank you for every one of my brothers and sisters, families, children, health, income, that your Holy Spirit will increase their faith this morning, that the Word of God will be planted in their spirit in such a way that they'll walk out of here with new faith, in Jesus' powerful name. If you receive that, just say amen real quick. Pastor Matt, come on. Thank you, Lord.